0: Hey SEOs and content marketers, say goodbye to crazy spreadsheet mashups and experience unprecedented connectivity between your SEO planning and reporting data. Introducing AudienceKey, technology for keyword mapping, content brief automation, and rank tracking that form an SEO strategy system providing unparalleled feedback loops between planning, reporting, and optimization activities. Put your time and energy into strategy, not data upkeep. Visit audiencekey.com and apply for a free trial today. On WMR.fm. It's the 15th of February 2024. So the day after Valentine's Day. Given that, I want to send some love to uh to Audience Key, to our to our sponsor, and also to uh Ricky, Brasco, uh Darren, Brandy, the rest of the WMR crew, the crew over at Cannabis Radio. Over to you, Christine, and to our entire audience. Um, we love you all. what are we happy... <laughs> i was like it...
1: happy belated on time
0: well yeah um okay first of all a little bit of housekeeping um last week we recorded an incredible interview with uh the fabulous tony wright the 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 the, the, the um seo legend tony wright we're gonna be getting it up and 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 posted to uh to all the podcast distribution networks as soon as possible. There was a technical issue with the with the show. We're getting that fixed. It will be up really, really, really soon. So uh, look forward to it. Chances are you're hearing this podcast first. Just so y'all know, it's recorded a week out of order. Um, <laughs> yeah. We did it. We did a great interview back on the eighth of February with Tony Wright. Um, re, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. But in that time, in just a week um well, i don't think anything has actually changed but things have come to light you know one of the things we've been talking about the last few weeks is um how google has gone from trying to be a transparent machine to a bit more of an opaque machine to you know sometimes uh, messing around with language so badly that <laughs> It doesn't matter if it's transparent, clear, or opaque. Nobody understands exactly what's being talked about.
1: Um,
2: This
0: this is why we do extensive keyword research before going into projects, by the way. So here's what may be um, this generation of SEOs, ultimate example of Google trying to explain itself in such a terribly poor way that um a whole book of myths i mean i'm 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 talking grecian level myths get formed
1: yeah and, but... i mean I, I don't think I'm
0: exaggerating <laughs> here this the whole oh. this is about eat um experience. Yes.
1: Not, not expertise you,
0: <laughs> authority and trustworthiness a concept that google put put forward in a quality raters guide in several quality raters guides in fact
1: well, let's let's give people the history
0: of the quality raters uh, guide I, and, I, and i was about to do that a document that exists to get yeah. google's um legions of third-party search result raters Tells them how to structure the feedback Google wants about how accurate its search results are.
1: Well, well, not accurate the search results are. So, how oh, so good they go are, useful, it. whatever. This is what I equate it to. I have a new car I want to put on the market, right? And I want to test its acceleration, how fast it goes from zero to 60, all that. I put people on the sidelines and I give them a tool, and that tool measures all those things, right? Those people on the sidelines are only measuring the output of the, my engine, my car. They know, have no idea how the cart works. They don't know what I did to make the engine faster or quicker or better. They're just measuring the output. What the quality raters do is just measure the output of what Google puts into an algorithm test. Those algorithm tests could be negative. They could be trying to see if they push it too far. Does it make a negative result? So it's not always about, like, factoring. We don't know exactly what the tests are, but it's not always because I've done QA for big companies. So it's not so, always like that. So, But, but my point is that... Um, well, I'll, I'll go back to that point once we get through this part because there, there's a little bit of the QRG that people that are new would not know.
0: The Quality Raters Guide is for people who don't, who may not even be Google employees. They're third-party contractors who rate the quality of Google search results.
1: Yeah, are there tweaks? Not those the results themselves, but the tweaks they do in testing. Sure. Yeah. The, you know, they may do one test or 100 tests or 1,000 tests and they aggregate all that information to decide if the test worked the way they wanted to. Then it goes to engineers, even has to go through legal before it's allowed to be put into okay, the live so results. I so I think what sure trying to that.
0: say is there's no direct line between right. what the search quality raters say and what comes out in Google's search results. But Google for... A rather simple and also complicated set of reasons doesn't reveal how its algorithms work. And so yeah. SEOs, desperate to figure out anything that gives them even the slightest advantage or gives them the appearance of having the slightest advantage, will speculate on pretty much anything Google says. And one of the only things that is Really come to light about how Google's core algorithms might work is what they've told the quality raters to look for, except in rating the search, the composition of search results.
1: Except that they're just measuring how fast the car goes, so it's not really about how anything mm-hmm. in search works. And then no, also they're... on top of that, Google put out a ranking systems documentation last year and I never see anyone talk about it at all. But so they actually did put out information about the ranking systems, but I wanted to go oh. back to about in the QRG. because the first QRG was not given to SEOs, it was leaked.
0: Oh, no, it was leaked, again, it yeah. came to the surface, but it was, it was it, th- n- none of this has ever been given to SEOs.
1: No, no, it has, um. they publish it. They publish it now and they let in, They let us know they published it. But the initial ones, I don't know if you remember, because I don't know if you were in around the same people at the same time, but it was, they, they was leaked. Okay, so it was leaked to somebody from Google. Somebody knew it at Google. And so everyone thought it was secret sauce. And, and then it was leaked again. And I think it was the third time Google just published it. And so here you go. We published it. So, so over the years, it's had that like mystique. of being somehow secret sauce. But Google has been very clear on one side saying it's not secret sauce. John Mule, Mule, Mueller said, I know it was at least two years ago. Maybe it was three years ago. There's no secret sauce in the QRG. It doesn't represent ranking signals whatsoever. But the problem is Google puts it in all its documentation. It goes, well, if you're down from the helpful content update, go do EAT. And if you had this, go do EAT. And
0: well, here's, no, here's <laughs> the thing. EAT is real. It just isn't a factor. EAT Let's is talk. real. It just doesn't oh, yeah. provide any actual signals. EAT is as real as the Pledge of Allegiance is. The Pledge of Allegiance doesn't make you a patriot. Pledge of Allegiance doesn't make you a great citizen. It's just something you can say that has a number of things you might think about when thinking about your citizenry.
1: But the problem is that it can be harmful.
0: Mm, if you like, no, Again, Christine, it can't be harmful. Misinterpretations of it can be harmful.
1: Well, it can be harmful because people weren't clear until now Google has come out and said.
0: As Google I said, said it's absolutely not, not... As I, I've been doing... I, in my career, it's never been up to Google how to say this, I think this was a problem the SEO world made for itself and Google didn't correct it well, quickly enough. And when it did try to correct it, it tried to correct it in that I'm smarter than you. Um, I'm big brother. I'm not going to give you full information sort of way.
1: Let's just say they had changed the algorithm eat, and the word eat in all their documentation and it called it something else. This wouldn't have been a problem because the people that were pushing it would know that the people that are pushing it were only people that were pushing it. Problem is Google on one side said, it's not a thing. And on the other side said, but when you're down from an algorithm evaluation, go check your E. So people thought there's EAT scores and that E may not be a ranking signal, but it's a quality signal or EAT. Someone said to me the other day is a relevance signal. And I'm like, no, it's Google's really of, clearing out. It's nothing. EAT's and, a philosophy.
0: Mm-hmm. Simple yes. as that. You it's a never way of thinking. A-
1: Never ranked a site using EAT. Now you may have accidentally hit on an algorithm using EAT, but you've never ranked a site using EAT, and you've never been devalued because of EAT. I have a client that I just got this week. That last week they came to me and they said they've been working for six months with an agency and they've gotten they've gotten even more. So they have no recovery. And they started talking, and I'm like, Did they tell you to do EAT? They go, Yeah, they're having us add uh, reviewed by and authors and all this. Okay. And I said, So those those
0: that's that's is old that that misinformation. Um, sending people down wrong paths and well, not the, quite understanding the field is as old as SEO itself.
1: But the problem is it's prevalent. And the problem is that until Google came out the last year. And that's and why so, I
0: called it Grecian level myths.
1: Yes. Because the thing is that this company, when they mm-hmm. contacted me, they're almost out of money. Because that's they waited six to eight months doing eat. Because
0: that's, that's very unfortunate, yeah, and that really happened not happened to them. But again, I'm not necessarily blaming Google entirely.
1: I'm not blaming I don't want to blame entirely. Google
0: entirely, but I want Google to take responsibility yes. for um mud.
1: for making well, mud.
0: how it explains things. and um, how to say this, I really sympathize with Google's position. Trying to get I, trying to get people to I, imagine on the scale of the web, there's no yes no answer at the scale Google deals with. Well, so,
1: there's a yes no answer no, now. No, there's, but, not, there's never a yes no answer. There's much
0: there. too much information. If you if you think about the way Google links all documents by, um well. By how they link to each other, which is still a core of Google's um, ranking algorithms. No two documents are alike. There there can't be a yes or no answer.
1: There actually is a yes or no answer. They said it's actually not in the ranking
0: Uh, signals. Indeed, Christine. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is you can't confirm that Joe Blow is author of Note. And As Google I said, there's no, there's no great yes or no sorting system. It doesn't work that way. It can't work that way. The web that Google is trying to sort is far too big for it to work that way. So trying to find yes or no's in things that Google says is a waste well, of time. Here you can are some only nos. find directions.
1: No, here's some no's. Google does not use author, doesn't use expert, doesn't know who they are, does That's
0: not what I'm getting at. That's not at all what I'm getting at and what I'm saying, Christine. Really, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get people to step away from creating the myths in the first place or buying the myths in the first place. They could do
1: that by understanding how ranking signals work, work which is what a lot of SEOs don't do anymore.
0: They really could, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and incidentally, this is something that I, that I think we should point um, at Google at. When suggesting that SEOs don't necessarily need to know ranking signals, they just oh, need to know how to make content.
1: Yeah, I, agree. Um, I said they're part of the problem because they kept putting eat in all their documentation while a con- by sitting on the other side, eat's not a thing. So people thought it was a secret sauce and, and um, that's easier to do eat than it is to learn how ranking signals work because they're confusing. And again,
0: eat isn't a thing anymore than it's a philosophy. It's a way of thinking yeah, about it's a, it's how you con- make it's stuff. A con-
1: it's a concept. Like if I but said make a big fluffy cake, but if I gave you an ingredient list, you wouldn't follow that ingredient list. That's the difference. It's a, a concept on how to do a good content for sure. On the concept on how to do a good website for sure. But if you're going in the QRG and using it as an ingredient list action manual on how you do a website or search, because we're SEO search is our first priority, then you're not getting anything out of that for the most part, unless you accidentally hit on a ranking signal because there's nothing re- directly related except possibly links and authority. But even then, that's not what they say in the, the QRG. The QRG has a lot of specifications in there where you waste time and money of clients. Oh. And then on time, sometimes they don't have, like the client I talked to last week who's almost out of money because they wasted six to eight months doing EAT that would never ever get them a recovery because it's not a ranking signal. So Google would never give them extra value for putting in authors and reviewed by. Now that may be good for users. Your medical site, that's good for your users, but your first priority as an SEO is to increase visibility in search. Then users, not the
0: other way around. Although there is the uh, content creation philosophy that if you create content that answers the questions your um, user might be might be asking. And in the case of a medical, um, of, of, of something to do in the medical industry, I want to know that the person actually understands what they're writing about. In that way, you're helping me by telling me it's Dr. Joe Blow, um, chief well, radiologist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. that's not helping me necessarily. And you could be lying.
1: Right, and there's a $6 billion fake science
0: industry. So and, how yeah. so how does Google know?
1: It doesn't. In my it, theory... Well, no, it does,
0: but, sort of. I it knows the same way that any of us kind of know when something is real and truthful and kind of know when something's fake. It's literate. It understands well, how literate, things are said.
1: Yes, it, there's an actual patent for this. Now, I can't prove that the patent is in effect. But there's a patent for comparing entities in a topical vector for, um, for commonality, for similarity. So if I write about SEO, you and I, even if we're writing about different theories or different ideas about SEO, we're going to use similar language. When I help interview somebody for a company for SEO, I can tell in a second if they know SEO because right. they will use the language and they'll use it correctly. So Absolutely. Google, yeah, and they'll they use, use it, it in
0: context.
1: Exactly. So Google uses entity construction most likely in a topical vector Comparison among documents to say this is written with expertise now, not that it was written by an
0: expert named if someone. i if i take the time to study enough i can make myself sound like a medical professional nine times out of ten you're a really but good writer to, but because i'm a good writer and because i take a lot of time studying mm-hmm. my material first before writing word one but i'm not a medical professional so quick warning if you want to hire me for your medical site it's going to cost you a lot of money because I'm billing you for the research time and I'm going to do a lot of research time because this is your money and someone else's life.
1: But it will still not be as much as a medical professional will cost you like.
0: So this well, maybe thing, it will maybe it won't but it won't be as good as that medical professional I can tell you that right now because I I I don't I don't know that language in my bones. Right. I know SEO right. language in my bones.
1: Exactly. But if if someone was like let's say a former med student and now they write they never they never got their doctor right they, they never became a doctor There's a former med student well and they write now they could probably write pretty well right do some well, research convey you know the best
0: example of that the best example of that it all comes from, probably from the seo industry itself bill slosky the late great bill slosky went to law school he was i think it was either harvard or cornell he, he graduated law that's
1: right yeah
0: but he never took the bar but that man could read patents like like he like he was reading a cereal box. He could re- he could read patents yeah, like he was exactly. reading a comic book, and he could write in legalese. And if you were to read a, 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 an opinion that Bill had written on a patent, you would not know that he hadn't passed the bar. He but he did have that expert level of understanding.
1: Yeah, and you and you just have to like let's say I'm writing about like a common cold. Well, I can hire you who can do some research on a common cold and use the right entity structures and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If I'm writing about the, the, something that happened as a revolution in mRNA technology that's going to cure cancer, I might want someone with some expertise. The difference is, are you going to spend a 1000 per page for every page on your site, or are you going to realize where you really... Need, one, an expert, not because Google's going to rank their name higher than something. They're not, not getting rankings out of their name, but they might be able to write it in a way that seems more more authentic um, than someone else, right? So, But if you're writing a site about, like, tires, you don't need to go spend $1,000 per page. to get an entire expert to write about the tires, right? You can get someone like you who does the research and knows how to write yeah, about well, it.
0: Indeed. So. Um, okay. Although, if you were to say say you were to get a uh, article on radio and producing good radio written, you could have me write it or Howard Stern write it. I'd be cheaper. Howard Stern would get more clicks. Well,
1: yeah, but that's a, that's another thing about this. Too. <laughs> yeah, if someone will go, well, most I writers
0: use... aren't Howard Stern.
1: Yeah, it's like I used authors and I got an increase. There's multiple reasons that could happen. That have nothing to do with knowing the author like your con you re- write the <laughs> content is just better. You got someone who's better at writing the content and they used you know better entity construction there's also a famous person who has a lot more associations in the knowledge graph so if howard stern wrote your article and legitimately wrote it because you could just lie and say he wrote it which is why they don't use it um you know you could you could get all these other associations for, for his whole life when someone searches for something you come up for that so that's where the that's where the Someone's like, I got famous author and I got an increase. She didn't get an increase because the famous author's name. Google looked at it and went, oh, here's your your visibility points. They just went, when you went in the KG, there's a lot more stuff associated with that author in the KG. Knowledge graph, sorry. So I have found
0: saying. over uh, seven or eight ways of saying flower arrangement in the last week.
1: Yeah, yes, no, you
0: have. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. And, I know. And, and, I know. And <laughs> I've never arranged a flower in my life. but but um i researched the living heck out of every possible way you could say this even even going to the point of researching the way it said felt talked about reading articles about about flowers and arrangement written in the area of the client so that it sounds right to their ears and their audience's ears and that's you know I'm not a flower ranger but that 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 content will rank I'm sure I'm I'm very sure of it I, I already hope for it anyway
2: Yeah
0: exactly Um so the point being you can write with expertise now oh. experience that was another thing altogether see it doesn't necessarily mean something you the webmaster you the store owner can do experience could be really really well accessible and verifiable reviews from actual users, just exactly like Google said it was.
1: Right. And things like using non stock photography for images or unboxing, things like that. So originality and authenticity is where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Google in the QRG describes that expert could just mean expertise and um, that can just mean, you know, the guy owns a local record store. Like our Jeff Ferguson in our industry on the side has a record store that, you know, Green Day comes in and hangs out at. <laughs>
0: Jeff, Jeff Ferguson is literally an expert in vinyl. I've, I've yes, had long exactly. conversations with him. He
1: is. He definitely is. So expertise is not about paying experts. It's about how the, the documents are written. So I think the most important thing, is we probably have other stories we have to cover today, well,
0: We do, but again.
1: It's that people understand that it is not a quality signal, a relevant signal. It doesn't no. factor into the signals whatsoever it's at any point. Sh- it's just, just a concept.
0: Just a philosophy, a concept, a thought, yeah. a bunch of thoughts. Yeah. But there, of but thoughts. here's a, But I still maintain. I want the audience to think about making documents that help the user. And eat, of course. And eat is a path to doing that.
1: But they also. But there's no
0: check boxes. It's just you gotta. No secret sauce. Yeah, you had to say this. I, I, I hate word, using words like soul, but eat is all about the soul of what you're doing. It's not about um, pleasing Google's electronic eyeballs or being, or giving Google candy. It's not what it is. It's giving your user really, really good stuff. Period. And
1: you have to, have to remember- And they've been
0: clear about this.
1: Yes, they've been clear about it for years, but now they're really clear. Now they're like, because after they said no last week- it wasn't a ranking signal <laughs> this week all over linkedin is like no but it's a quality signal it's an indirect signal it's like no it's not it's not in there at all there is no process in the algorithms that measures anything in eat and, it's and just that there is- are associated processes that might be associated with it that's called a spurious correlation
0: for listeners exactly. who are wondering why Christine and I are just hammering on this night. I know Christine's trying to step away from this because she's been fighting this battle for years. It was probably just damn sick of <laughs> it. But like <laughs> the reason I'm out. hammering on this, Christine, is because I've been reading those forums. I've been reading Reddit. I've been seeing i even in Search Engine Roundtable. Barry, Barry, or, or was it in reply to a Ryan's article that uh, Ryan Jones's article in uh Search Engine Journal. Um People are arguing back like they really want eat to be a factor. They really want eat to be real.
1: They did. I made a post on LinkedIn yesterday and I yesterday the day before and I I probably went through 50 percent of the comments were about some way that it was a thing. And and so the the reason, though, I I, am, you know, you know me well enough, but people may not. I get um, up. My backup about things that harm clients, that hurt clients. And I had two doctors come to me who spent $80,000 on having all their content rewritten by other doctors, and they got no boost out of it whatsoever. Or I do site recoveries, and they come to me, and they're like, yes, they had us do each for the last, this time it was six months, but this has happened before. We're almost out of business. We don't know what we're going to do. Can you help us? Yes, we're not going to do anything related to eat. Eat's it's not going to help you recover from a devaluation, which is where the ranking signals said that you are devalued, right? So if we don't fix what the ranking signals are looking for, then we can't get you out of that devaluation because it's not going to do that. You may accidentally hit on something, but you don't want to do that to someone who's at their last thread, who has no money left because they've been down 80% for six months. Right? Well, I mean, also, so even,
0: even, even if they're not, what if this is the seed money for their kids' college fund? And Exactly, um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Or or just people
1: get laid off and fired. It can be a bigger company that just now can't afford people because they got laid off and fired. So my point is the reason my backup gets up about certain things like this is because it's misapplied, because Google made it as clear as mud for so many years, that there are a lot of people that have been harmed by it and their businesses that get harmed. And my family had a small business for 20 years. And so it's near and dear to me that we don't do things as SEOs that can cause harm. And by just using EAT and not understanding the ranking signals that are involved and all that, then you are you can do harm, and you may not mean to. You may be a great person, you may not mean to do any harm, but by only following EAT, which isn't in the ranking signals, which doesn't have anything to do with quality of the website specifically, it does in general, but not specifically, you can harm people. So I really, really, really want to advise people to go read the ranking system documentation, which tells you what ranking systems are in play, so you know when you read the QRG or want to apply EAT, how you apply it in a way that moves the levers, because the ranking signals, factors, and systems are what moves the levers, not eat. So,
0: and one last point on this before it's all done for, minute, <laughs> for at least before a you week.
1: Smash that <laughs> into the ground.
0: <laughs> when industry veterans like Roger Monty, Ryan Jones, Christine Schachinger, myself i've been saying this for 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 over a year now for probably a little bit longer um i just i can't think of the number of 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 industry professionals who've been around forever who have been saying straight up eat is a set of ideas not um what you need them to be to get rankings um when we do this like you know there's, you know don't argue. Well, argue. Please argue. People argue everything with us. That's, that's how we do better. But pay attention because, um, like Christine said, that's time is money and money is time for businesses. And if you run out of both, people get unemployed.
1: Yeah, and then people lose their homes and their college funds and their savings and even if they're working for a big company, it lays off people because a big mistake was made and you didn't correct it because you're doing something that Google doesn't actually evaluate. So you know. So let this be your final word from Google. They're not lying to you. They have never said it was anything other than for the quality raters. They've told us it's not an SEO guide for years. They've told us there's no ranking signals in it. And now they're telling you EAT has nothing to do with anything other than a concept. Please listen to them. They're not lying. They're telling the truth. I
0: Now, mistakes are going to happen in SEO. As an SEO, you're going to make mistakes your entire career because you're doing a best attempt service and you're making your very best guess to interpret a thousand different um, elements that are all happening in conjunction on any given website that you're working on. You're going to make mistakes. And you know what? In the process of trying to figure things out, every once in a while, Google will also make mistakes. And you're going to wear them. Um,
1: <laughs> that's just
0: the way it works. But um,
1: Or they're going to make things really muddy. <laughs> the, important,
0: th- the important thing, the way to avoid the mistakes is to um, diagnose as well as possible. And the way to do that is to have as deep a knowledge base as possible. Yeah. Okay. Let's do something lighter. I, mean, I just want to do something lighter, really fast. Oh. What do uh, you think of? I I noticed this the other day when I uh, was 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 doing looking at an indexability problem um, in 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 Search Console. I noticed that suddenly everything was lighter and brighter.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, I'm not What do you think? What do you think? They
0: they they rounded some the corners and they made it look a little friendlier.
1: Mm, the corners are fine, but taking away the color on the top or backgrounds makes it harder to read. So they really need to put that back in there. There's no design principle that says all white is good. Like literally, there's articles written about how all white is bad.
0: So gave me a minor than. panic when I when it looked different for a second. I'm like, oh my god, it's different. Different is bad. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> must unless- be bad.
1: But it looked like it forgot to load its style sheets. So it's like, now I just have white on white with a little bit of a border on white. Like This is very difficult to, I mean, I say difficult to read. I don't mean like I'm sitting there for 20 minutes trying to read it, but it strains my eyes. And since I'm on a computer all day long, I really notice when my eyes get strained. So it's like, please don't make it any worse. This, just put back the colors, please. This is not a thing. So I did say that to Daniel. Um, I don't know how to say his last name. You asked today how we liked it. And I'm like, you know, they added some filters that are great. They're very helpful. But as far as the look, white is not a design option. It's not a design
0: concept. So if you're looking at Search Console and you notice everything looks different suddenly and it surprises you, take a deep breath. Everything is actually the same. It just looks different.
1: And they do have some extra filtering options. So that when you go into, like, the page level. So that's nice, too. But, yeah. So,
0: okay, so.
1: Should we, should we move to the to the bigger stories for outside yeah, of Google um, and then move back to Google?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. It looks like the inevitable um, open AI web search product is reportedly just around the corner. Partially powered by Bing, whatever the heck that means. Um, yeah, OpenAI is about to release a search product that is going to put the company into direct competition with Google. Do you have any more information on this than uh, what we've seen in The Verge or in TechTar?
1: Uh No, basically it's just saying it'll be partly powered by Bing and that uh, it'll be combined. I, they haven't decided whether the tool will be separate from ChatPT or run with it um but apparently it's got a speed issue so they're trying to work on that personally i just find it like if you're to open ai stick with open ai products you don't need to come for search Like, sorry
0: no maybe they maybe they, maybe they do maybe they don't um they're gonna um that's where all the gold is I don't uh, know, if there's a
1: lot of gold there though. That's the uh, thing I don't understand about all this. We got this new shiny thing on the market, right? And I constantly see people going, Well, I made it do this after I spent 50 hours trying. And I'm like, you know, there's a tool that already does that better. Like, why are you wasting all your time? It's a new um, shiny thing. And so it's like it doesn't it doesn't do search at all. It has to have a co-process, right? So and then it makes it makes mistakes and it does hallucinations. So Okay, so we got that problem. And then in addition, it doesn't give any traffic to the website, so We have that problem because if the websites go away, the whole internet goes away. Um, So it's like, it's not a better solution in any way. It's just a shiny object that everyone's flocking to because, hey, you can ask for $7 trillion in funding for it, right? And that's what Sam Altman asked for last week. So he's gonna need 7 trillion. By the way, that's seven times the budget of the United States in 2022. So I just, don't, I just don't find that this is a better way to search anything, right? It's just, it's just a way to get what's in search to be all summarized for you, I guess. But you could do that with the existing tools. So I, don't, I really don't understand the purpose of it other than they want to this make a stake will, in something that gets them a name and makes them some money.
0: To put ads around, obviously.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, you're, that's you're, the only they're, they're reason to do anything to
0: do. in search is yeah, to put I mean, ads around it. Yeah, there's, there's no other reason to do anything in search. Google proved that in
1: 2003. Yeah, and also and um, that's
0: been the rule ever since.
1: Neva shut down last year trying to
0: compete against Google.
1: And then they put um, perplexity AIs in like that, uh, what is that thing called? The Rabbit something? Rabbit R1? Have you seen that? It's so weird. It's like a little box that like gives you one answer. I, I don't know why anyone would use it. I, I saw other people comment. They have no idea why anyone would use it. They're creating products that no one really knows
0: why anyone would use them. You you might want to go check out you.com, a uh, search engine that started uh, about, about yeah. four years ago, five years ago. Um, didn't get a lot of traction. Was uh, you know a decent third-level search engine for as, as third-level search engines go. Um, but then the AI revolution came along and it embraced everything on AI. And it does give you reference back to websites. Just not necessarily terribly accurate.
1: Well, that's the thing, oh. and that's what I'm saying. Like, Google spent 25 years developing a pretty decent search engine, right? I won't say it's the best one that ever existed, but it's the only one left. Uh, it's the one that made the right decisions. It was the only one left, but it's good. But now that they've gone all in an AI, search gets worse and worse and worse, right? And now they're going to try to replace it with something that's not that reliable, that's incredibly much more expensive, It takes a lot more huge environmental costs. All this stuff for what? A shiny object because it'll write it for you in a summary? Like um, they could just make that users... a, they could make that a plugin and they no make, because
0: use users prefer the output than they do to uh, the But users don't
1: prefer the output. We know that because Microsoft got no increase in share. They didn't uh, prefer it. They preferred it. Internally, if they're already using Bing, but they don't have the to go I think to Bing. Just that
0: users just don't like using Microsoft or Bing. They don't well, like typing Bing's Bing. A- they like typing Google. That's their muscle memory. But, but Google, that's the set, point, Google says show over and over and over again. We know that users how users actually prefer.
1: We know the, how uh, the internet is, though. The internet: if they find something they like better, they go there. That's why MySpace went don't. away and Facebook became a thing, and TikTok's a thing now. Which is also all why whoever, years.
0: whoever. Gets a good AI information retrieval experience together. I'm not going to say it's a search experience because I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be the right way to improve search, but I don't think that's their goal either. I think their goal is to capture market share and to make a lot of money.
1: Oh, it is. I mean, if you want seven trillion dollars to fund your next level, of...
0: <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think Sam Altman is altruistic. I don't no, think that not. the um, tech bros of Silicon Valley particularly care about the environment or care about making a better world. I don't think that's on yeah. their on their um, to do list today.
1: I don't think that's even an assumption. They've proven that to us over and over again throughout the history of the internet.
0: So, so, so I recently. don't, I don't think we should assume that they might or that we should wish that they will because they won't. <laughs>
1: there is but... one way that we can help prevent OpenAI from becoming a search engine, though. That is to put in the robot text blockers for Bing and for for OpenAI. Just a thought.
0: (laughs) Well, if you do, there's a chance that that in the future OpenAI will remember you did it. Okay, so this is the next big story that is going to um, create a bunch of uh, Grecian-level myths, uh, just like AI itself created a bunch of Grecian-level myths. Um, OpenAI... Is about to give chat GPT better quote unquote memory. So if you tell it something about you, your life, or something important to you, it'll remember that. Your birthday, your 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 kids' birthdays, graduation ceremonies, etc. It'll remember that and incorporate that into its knowledge base about stuff that's important to you.
1: You know what my brain's doing right now? Hurting. <laughs> <Blaming. laughs> here's the here's from the New York Times. If a user mentions a daughter, Lena, who's about to turn five, likes the color pink and enjoys jellyfish, for example, ChatTBT can store this information and retrieve it as needed. When the same user asks for the bot to create a birthday card for my daughter, it might generate a card with pink jellyfish that reads, Happy 5th birthday, Lena. First off, I also made a mistake is what it says later. But, but we already know that this data is not secure in any way. Do you really want this thing to have your information about your child's favorite stuff?
0: Yes, I do
1: no i'm saying because they're because they're making the because
0: tour. they're they're making it into person into a personal digital assistant yes, that I'm does everything for them
1: you me me i have a daughter i should not be putting her information into a chat service that is not secure at all not not so, at all
0: secure. And, and and here's a good reason why you probably don't want to be doing that aside from all the other good reasons you can just think of here's a good reason you probably haven't thought of every time you have a interaction with um Gemini, chat GPT whatever you're creating a document of sorts. you're creating a yeah. file that file needs to be remembered somehow now I don't know about the case of, of chat GPT but I do know for sure because it's been proven that with Gemini those files can be crawled because people's conversations from Gemini have ended up in chat GPT <laughs> and
1: in search yeah. ended up in search yeah you can search it. that's my point Like, you know, we don't like to think about the the dark side of the world all the time. You know, it could become overwhelming. But there are dark sides of the world that will be looking to how they break these systems to find out personal information for various nefarious reasons. So I would not be putting my children's information into a chatbot. And by the way, you can opt out of these, which I will make sure to go do today, because you can opt out of this this, uh, memory, Um, retaining it, uh, retaining your information. But just we know that because large language models aren't like regular like regular programs they're harder to secure because all it takes is finding the right type of language to get it to give you whatever you want to get out of it so i just i would just be really careful about putting anything too personal into a, an lm chat service
0: can i give you another potential real sure. world uh scare and, and and for listeners this is um i'm just making this up this didn't happen yet but think about it for a second <laughs> Um, years ago, you might receive an email from a Nigerian prince promising you forty million dollars if you help them transport uh, money that their father, who is now a deposed uh, dictator or something, um, stashed away. If you can help get it out of out of Nigeria, they'll they'll happily give you like ten million of it. All you got to do is give them all your personal information, especially your banking information, and you got. and yeah. you know, Then then you got to start, you know, paying them to you know complete the complete whatever they get out of complete. We know that um, bad actors from state actors, Russia, North Korea, Iran, uh, China, um, you know, probably Canada and America too, um, cybercrime groups, uh, mafia, terrorist organizations, etc., are using AI to create personas of people and then to exploit those personas in scam du jour, whatever that scam may be. Um, Your grandson is hitchhiking and lost in Pretoria, Illinois, and needs $500 now. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: That's the information you're putting up when you're, when you're, when you're, when, when, how to say this, when you're training the LLM about you, when you're training the, the AI about you, you're training the whole database that's open to – that could potentially be open to, I don't know, the worst person on earth, whoever that might be.
1: Yeah, or your worst enemy on earth. Yeah, it, yeah, totally.
0: Or and, just and somebody who doesn't care about you but wants your money.
1: Well, and also the thing – remember we covered this not that long ago. Three seconds of your voice, they turn it into you, you and mm-hmm. you call your family, and you tell them that you're somewhere where you are in jail or you've been kidnapped or something – Please so send money now to this address. And for people who are not internet savvy, some people have been caught up in the scam. Because yeah. they didn't they didn't know that it was not their person. So it's really important in this day and age that like you and your closest people have some sort of like safety word or something that if this happens to you, you you can tell it's not them. Yep.
0: Now like, are you know. are we telling you not to use AI or AI products? No. Of course not. <laughs> but Just we are telling careful. you to be literate and be aware of the environment yeah. you're working in. Um, Yeah, exactly okay moving right along um you know what you might even have to do this story i don't even know if i can do it uh, if i can talk about it um
1: i know which one you're talking about
0: yeah uh okay so i'm gonna try though okay give me a second and uh uh, listeners if i lose it apologies i have a history with these people um and i don't like (laughs) them um so x twixter has been accused of taking payments from terrorist organizations. Now, before I freak out, I once accused, correctly accused Google of doing the same thing. This is a little bit different, a little uh, different way of doing it. I was able to at one time prove that um, Organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah were um this is back in like two thousand two thousand and four, two thousand five and two thousand and seven, were using OrCAT and uh uh Google advertising, especially Google's charity division, to raise money through um charitable organizations. Um that were the funds were then distributed not to charitable organizations but to terrorist organizations. That was a real story, and that actually happened um this is a also real story uh seems that for eight dollars a month uh six and a half pounds you can get a blue check mark at uh, X. that check mark for eight dollars a month imbues legitimacy you are the canonical um you are the source yeah and um <laughs> it's not like there was a lot of vetting there had been previously with the blue check system before musk took over twitter it was
1: uh i couldn't even th- get one
0: yeah it was it was, it was it was it was a it was a system that 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 really really guarded its um uh, of authority Carefully. Now you can buy it for eight bucks. So a bunch of bad actors, including Hezbollah, Hamas, and
2: who you
0: know, yeah, isis yeah. um, etc. So, so come like, along and yeah. become authorities on all sorts of stuff, that all sorts of stuff that we get real mad at.
1: Well, the thing is, when he first did this, which was very, it was very controversial, right? When he took away the real vetting process, because he's like, well, you have to upload an ID. Yeah, I can go get a fake ID anywhere. And if I'm a nation state or a terrorist group, I have the money to make those IDs. And your $8 check is like, and he's in my pocket. So, so he was warned about it. He was warned about it from researchers, journalists, everyone on Twitter. These conversations happened in public. And he said, oh no, it'll stop them, it'll stop them. No, of course it won't stop them. Like the the disinformation campaign from Russia in 2016, they had a three-story building filled with hundreds of people, paying them all day long to spread disinformation. It's not like a nation state has problems paying an $8 check or a terrorist group. So the Tech Transparency Project, um, this is from a BBC report, found that XA granted blue check marks to Hezbollah members, Houthis, other terrorist members. And um, they couldn't get verification on whether they checked for their IDs or not, but right now, you can go online and find uh, large language models are perfectly, you know, um, creating IDs for people. So an ID is not a big deal. So It's a very easy thing to do because when you're th- when you're throwing it, like if it's in person, you can check all these little things, like their watermarks that are hidden and all that. You can't do that when you submit it online. So, uh, so apparently um, they got these checks that, like you said, imply uh, authenticity. And uh, Google, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, uh, T. X Twitter X. X Twixter I like Twixter I like Twixter that's your word I like it. Yeah. Um, they went through the ones that they had um, been given by the Transparency Project and removed those, but they and, and all they did is remove their checks. They didn't remove the accounts. Um,
0: well, one has to but, one has to assume that's the tip of a much 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 yes. iceberg.
1: Yeah, sort of like when Google says, hey, here's your three bad pages on our manual action, and you're like, oh, I found 10,000 of them, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like <laughs> thank that. You
1: for the, thank you for the three. Um, so, yeah, so the thing is that uh, there's probably plenty of these still online, and like I said, the ones, at least in this report, the ones that they did report, they took away the blue check, but they did not take away the account. So uh, just be careful on any platform, you know, Twitter's not the only one, but it's just the least likely to be you know vigilant about this stuff um that you know that this stuff is going on and and as someone i will give a little piece of personal information i don't usually give out but i'm part of the community notes project on twitter i've been on there for two years or so Um, that's the one where you go and you leave a note if someone leaves bad information we have a discord group that was run by twitter people we can't find any twitter people in the group anymore so we're supposedly the truth checker the fact checker the ones who would you know, find this information. No, because there's not even Twitter people in there anymore. We're just in our own little Discord by ourselves. So I mean, there's no control over Twitter at this point.
0: So. Well, speaking of, okay, <laughs> that that's awful, and I, uh, I I I I'm I'm personally glad not to be part of the Twitter environment.
1: Oh no, no, it much. Was, it was, it I got was a profile a there, but
0: it doesn't do much.
1: It was good because I was actually you're actually fact checking that information, so it was oh, a good sure, project. Sure. Good project. But the problem is there are no Twitter people, seemingly in the Discord anymore, which means he's even eliminated
0: those people. No, indeed, no I'm not No, no, no I, 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 I'm grateful oh, no, I'm for just, what you and people, people oh, like you, are doing. I just oh, I'm more just, just explaining such like a people. bad environment. For,
1: yeah, for people who don't know, though, I'm just saying they got rid of the moderation team and the safety team, and then they said community notes team, the volunteers, are going to be the people that take over yes. that. But now they're and now, and now like you're that.
0: adrift without without instruction. Exa- yeah.
1: exactly, exactly, yeah.
0: Um. Shifting gears again a little bit, in speaking of places where it seems to have ceded control. Um, you know how you can really, really, really succeed on Google right now? I mean, I know there's no shortcuts or anything, but there is.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we be find one. Be a Redditor. Oh my gosh, yes.
0: Okay, so links are everything to Google. Well, they're not everything. They um, are really important to Google. Links are everything to Reddit because Reddit is a discussion board full of conversations that all link back to a central thread. In fact, if you really, really, really want to study great website structure, I mean, oh my goodness, look at the way Reddit sets itself up and, and um, basically catalogs every conversation. It's brilliant structure. If you want, you know, incidental proof that that works for SEO, go look at Google results right about now.
1: Yeah. So so what we're leaning into is there is a study done, and I'm very careful about ever bringing studies into the conversation because a lot of times they're not really studies, but there's a study done by Glenn Alsop, or otherwise known as Chill on Twitter, mm-hmm. where he did uh, a 10,000 product review search results to find out what forums were dominating those search results? And I bet you can't guess what it was. Reddit. Yeah, so it across 10,000 search results, the discussions and forums feature was present in 7,702 of them from 7, 766 individual forums. And the uh, Reddit was 51% of the top ranking threads and was present in 77% of the, or 90, I'm sorry, was present in 97.5% of the searches where that feature existed, which existed in 77% of the searches. And I've, I, have you've seen me probably tweet about this. It frustrates me to no end that I get like 10 foreign Reddit results when it's nothing that they can help with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Google went a little crazy and went, oh, people are putting Reddit at the end of the searches. We must lift Reddit to the top. And you can actually see in there Their um, information, like Sumrush, some other people have posted it, uh, that they've gone, like their traffic's gone through the roof, right? And they almost blocked Google. Remember we talked about that last year? Almost blocked Google completely because they're kind of tired of dealing with Google. But, uh, yeah, but the other problem is, apparently, in these results is a great deal of them are fake. So 51% of Reddit's top-ranking threads currently have spam as the top comment.
0: Well, it's freaking Reddit.
1: <laughs> I like,
0: mean, like, okay, Before going further, I love Reddit. It is the web. Reddit has become the web. Um, Reddit is what Facebook used to be. Reddit's fun. Reddit's really easy to follow through. And um, it's, it's, it's become the pathway for many web users to find information out on the web reddit is hugely popular and i love reddit but i dislike reddit being the um expert in or redditors being listed by google as the expert in any given topic because by and large redditors aren't <laughs> the experts exactly. in their topics I was um, at
1: something very specific i forgot what it was this morning but it was something about like A supplement or something like like oh no I'm sorry it was just about stilton cheese I posted on Facebook you answered
0: yeah your your cheese is fine by the way
1: yeah (laughs) thank you I knew that someone outside the US would know so I I I I look for stilton cheese I left it out overnight can you eat stilton cheese that's been left out overnight and Reddit 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 Cora Reddit 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 I don't need those opinions I need an official like opinion on and I couldn't get any official result that you know i could trust other than there's a u.s result that always comes up and it says anything left out for over two hours you must throw away that's what it always says that's why i finally went to facebook and asked you guys because i
0: do you want to know why Reddit's doing so well though christine it's it's simple
1: hidden gems the hidden gems algorithm
0: that has had that that that's the main reason certainly but good titles subject top subject topic um uh, Subject topic relationship. Usually, it's because it becomes a conversation thread. They're sticking to topic, so every link somehow relates back to um, the central central topic. And every time somebody makes a response, it creates its own little web document, its own link, its own its own but little page, basically.
1: But don't you remember back in the day how powerful user generated content was in in the forums and stuff like yeah. SEOs used to put links in bios. But the problem was that Google told everyone, well, it could get your site demoted if people use like swear words and blah, 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 and they write bad things. And so we, and so everyone removed them. Everyone removed them. So now Reddit doesn't even have much competition in search. because It's like so few people even have exposed forums or user generated content comments at the end of an article. I missed that when it went away. When I first started writing, I hated it because there were so many like trolls. mm -hmm. But after a while you get used to that for writing next time, like how to write better. And then when it went away, I was really sad. I thought, I don't know if I wrote a good or bad article because I don't have any comments to go on anymore.
0: <laughs> SEO is full of little ironies, which are often summed up with the two words, it depends. Yes. And here's one of those little ironies. We spent the first half of the show trying to instruct the audience that there are no check boxes to just check off and that will get you ranking. But the truth is the entire Reddit structure is and, all those check boxes.
1: Yeah, you said that. I didn't agree with that because when it comes to technical and other things, there are check boxes. But oh. but there isn't a secret sauce. These are check boxes we know from ranking. Well
0: data. indeed, either the site can read be read or can't be read. Certainly yeah. there is stuff like that. No,
1: course. no, I mean it's page structure, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, topical relevance, you know, having yep. individual documents, all that. Although is. there's
0: there are many ways to approach that.
1: There are many Depending
0: ways. on context. Yeah. But, um, but
1: now we know that Reddit's responsible for a lot of spam too. <laughs> so, yeah, hidden gems wasn't the successful algorithm they thought it would be. Like, so Reddit, the core, Reddit being, core, Reddit core, spam, 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 spam,
0: For the time being, if you really, really got to get it there fast, express speed through Reddit. Yeah. Just make just make sure hit, hit, the rules of Reddit really apply because if you put up something that's bunky in reddit you're going to get savaged they will eat you alive
1: they will they will destroy you
0: <laughs> which is something i like about reddit you it's, it's a, it's, they keep themselves they keep their own audiences honest as much as possible okay moving right along google's going to clarify <laughs> uh, the use of ai <laughs> to generate content for seo purposes yes, be interesting
1: well, you know, the thing that, like, always drives you a little crazy, people are like, Google said AI content's just fine. And it's like, no, they put caveats on all that. And I still don't understand. They're like, don't use it to manipulate rankings. Well, anybody that's an SEO that's creating content to, like, get rankings is technically manipulating rankings, so it's so nonspecific as to be not helpful. And then um, the HCU is definitely written with things that AI cannot do. And we know from when the HGU's went through, a lot of affiliate niche sites got hit really hard. I'm not proof, not is causation, but possibly. Um, so it would be nice if they were way more specific about how you can use it. As they, 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 there's a bunch of people that think, I can just write gener- AI generated content, throw it on a site and I'm good, and I'm done. And it's like, no, no, and Google never said that's okay. And John came out like a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, and said that it's uh, regurgitated, AI content is just an anchor around your website's net, basically. So he's not saying it's okay. So it would help if we, Google got better about not creating mud and just was very clear. Well, so I hopefully,
0: don't hopefully think we're going to get a yes. Again, I don't think we're going to get a yes or no answer on Google from this. I can, I can tell you what they're going to say. They're going to say it's fine as long as it's helpful to the user.
1: Yeah, pretty much, probably.
0: Um, what does that mean exactly? Well, Nothing. okay, Google, we know you're probably listening to this because you know we probably listen to a lot of it, we believe anyway. Um, we like like to believe um (laughs) and if you are listening as you should be goodness gracious you're the smartest kids in the room remember please use your language skills you got them um and explain to explain use cases if you can give us a context for what is helpful and not helpful Expl- and you know what I really want to hear? I really, really, really want to know what Google thought it was going to do with the eventual regurgitation of content conundrum because well, it had to it had to see it coming
1: oh sure yeah and they don't need to just waste all those resources on regurgitated content and they're telling us that right now so what, know,
0: what what did they plan to do in the first place because again they introduced they google's studies introduced this whole llm model that were that 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 chat gpt was well, built upon
1: to be fair they didn't expect it to all get dumped in the public a year and a, a year but they still had so. to
0: see the problem coming a mile away
1: oh, i'm sure they did but they did in 2022 They had an algorithm that identified AI content that respawned other people's content. So they were already working on identification. But The problem is that the math scale it's at now, they can't do that. It's too expensive. So they have to find other ways to do it. That's why the HCU, I believe, has things in there that AI content simply can't do. But you know what bothers me is these are algorithms. This means it's math and processes, right? So that means they know how they translate helpful content into math and processes. They know how they translate how they devalue a site, right? So they can't tell us that, obviously. They're not going to give us a secret sauce. But be more specific. Helpful is not a specific word. It is not helpful. Just write helpful content. Well, I have a site that's down 90% that wrote helpful content. They wrote all of it by hand. They didn't use any AI at all. They gave their own insights and everything, and they got hit by it. So what do you tell them? It's like, well, you did write helpful content, but let's figure out how you can write more helpful content because Google's so nondescript about the whole thing. So Google, if you're listening, please be more descriptive, use your words properly and try to represent what's actually in the algorithms to us, even though I know you think we'll go reverse engineer, but the truth is it's a a machine learning algorithm. We can't reverse engineer it anyway, because you guys can't. You have the MIT engineers. So just just give us more specifics so we can better understand.
0: Speaking of being helpful (laughs) and and not necessarily helpful at the same time, did you know that um, not all sites that were hit by the helpful content were actually hit by the helpful content. That's I what know. Google says, right?
1: Right, and the, the, the comments from Google are not helpful, not insightful whatsoever. Basically, if you get hit by a helpful content update, just make sure you got hit by the helpful content update. and You're not just assuming that you – did. that happens a lot with clients. They go, we got hit by this, and I go, look, and I'm like, no, you didn't get hit by this. Yeah, so know okay. what it does, know how it works, and then look at your site and see is it actually that, and did it actually happen at the time the out the update dropped? Because if it didn't happen at the time the update dropped, it probably didn't happen. It's probably
0: well, not. Happening. Well, and incidentally, the helpful content update dropped when there were four or five other things dropping in the same relative time period. Oh,
1: uh, so wrong! They do that on uh, purpose now.
0: Well, yeah, they do. They do. It's mm-hmm. maddening because it makes it really, really hard. Like, like, like what you said earlier. Um, half the game is diagnosing and to diagnose you have to have a great knowledge of how things sort of work together but when you introduce several new elements at exactly the same time or relatively the same time it's really hard to understand how these things work together
1: exactly <laughs> it's like yeah give us a little I mean we're not trying to reverse engineer we're just trying to know what works for clients and You know, if I fix XYZ and you do an update, and I know that's when the update ran, at least I can know that is probably what fixed the website.
0: But there's four updates that run in conjunction with each other.
1: You don't need to make it any more difficult for us to figure out because it's always kind of difficult.
0: Now, that's not to say that there still aren't ways to find um, signposts that guide you towards what the problem might be because the engineers and the devs know what they did on such and such a date, and they know when they made... Um, updates to the to the website. You know when updates were made to the website around such and such a time and what update it was. But my goodness, I mean, it becomes it becomes uh, stone soup after a while.
1: Well, also like something like the core update is applied at the keyword level so you can see where keywords drop harder with the HCU because it applies site-wide and I haven't had a chance to check this. So it may not be a thing, but it would be worthwhile to check which pages drop the most to see if those are probably the ones that were considered not helpful. Uh, yeah.
0: Yep, and yeah. then and, and, and you can you can go into Search Console and uh uh check individual pages against queries or keywords that people were uh searching under and extrapolate from there. Um but again it's 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 awfully hard when it all happens. Um, the yes.
2: It's number
0: hard. one thing every time is, is check your technical SEO first. Yes. If you are absolutely positive, Google is fully reading the website properly and there's nothing, nothing slowing it down or, um, um, blocking it from, uh, rendering things because it took too long to, to, to get to that, that a hundred different things that could be wrong technically, get those out of the way first. Because those are easy to not easy. I shouldn't say easy, but those are easier to diagnose than conceptual stuff.
1: Yeah, very much so. And technical, you know, if you're, can you write the best content in the world? You can be Michael Phelps and be the best swimmer in the world, but someone puts fifty pound weights on your back, you're not winning the Olympics. And if you have technical issues, no matter you how good content is. If you're
0: Michael Phelps,
1: no, nah, still fifty. But now
0: I again, mean, if you got technical issues, you're you're hooped.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're hooped. So I had one site that thought they're down from a devaluation. And once I went into it, found out they lost 156 pages in the index out of an 800 page site because they um, had a broken head tag um, because there was something in there breaking the head tag, which means Google didn't index the pages. So we fixed those. And a month later, they had all their traffic back, plus about 10 percent. So, yeah, you have to be very, very (laughs) sure that something is what it, it appears to be. So, you know, I know we're running low on time, but I'm going to give us a challenge. Mm. I know we got a bunch of stories left. I say, because a lot of these are just informational quick stories, let's see if we can get through all those stories, like rapid fire.
0: Okay, well, Google update canonical docs explaining which tributes screw your canonicalization.
1: Yeah, that's pretty Good. easy. You're talking about <laughs> uh, your H-Ref H- flying or your media or a couple other types are not, they will not read the canonical on those. So go check that out. <laughs> it's pretty easy.
0: Um, we talked about Search Console uh, interface. Hey, the indexing problem is apparently solved.
1: Yeah, they solved it last week, and then they had a featured snippet indexing problem this week, so that's been solved. And also local maps product, uh, project, blah, blah, local maps failed this week too, yesterday. They weren't showing up, So, at least in desktop. So that's fixed too.
0: Okay. What's next?
1: What's next? Uh, Google Top Stories. Uh, the top news stories will now have a new feature that's a uh, news story since you last searched. So it will show new stories in the top stories box, which is could be good and bad, depending on if you're hoping to just go back and get that story you saw two hours ago. That could be bad. But on the other side, you'll get news stories, so maybe they'll intermix the two.
0: Are they going to give you a way to sort that? Because if they did that, that would be a really cool feature.
1: That would but be really you can sort by feature. time or something, eh? But it didn't say that. But who knows? Because it's a new thing, so they may not have it all worked out yet.
0: Okay, Gemini 1.5. Apparently, Gemini has um, upped its game uh, using a common technique known as a mixture of experts.
1: Yeah, it's just a mixture of um, token models. So it's a whole, we can talk a whole long time about that. Okay, so
0: it'll run faster, it has a larger frame of reference, and uh, this does improve accuracy as well.
1: Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be more accurate, faster. Uh, it also can do very large windows for code, like you can put in tens of thousands of lines. And they said they're testing a 10 million token context window, which means you could put, like, the whole Game of Thrones series in there and use it. By the way, this is for the um, the AI chatbot and voice assistant. Uh, so this is, this is replacing the old one. So they had released the uh, 1.0, I think it was like a week or so ago, and now they added the 1.5. But it's not out to regular people yet. Right now, it's to certain test groups, like researchers and things like that, but it should be out soon.
0: Okay, folks who are using um, Google in Europe might uh, suddenly notice a number of features that North Americans have been talking about for a while um, suddenly turn on. Um, Google's watching. sorry? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, Google's launching a number of new search experiences in preparations for the Digital Marketers Act. Um, and these were um, experiences that, well, didn't come up in European searches, although I think they have been coming up in, in North American searches. Hotels near me, um, you might get you get uh, more visual, more uh, strongly focused results. Um, uh, results that are... Might even remember um, uh, uh, previous uh, actions taken 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 by the individual.
1: does um, have like aggregator unit and units, like you know places aggregated at the top, flights, things like that products. And then uh, they have I didn't know this is what they were called. I just called them like bubbles or something like that, but the refinement chips, which is basically the little bubbles at the top where you can. Select something for refinement in the search. I didn't know that they, they didn't have that over there. I thought that that was everywhere. So they're going to be like, "Hey, what's all this stuff?" We're like, "Oh yeah, we've had it for a couple of years, but let us tell you about it."
0: So and I know all, all that stuff carries memory of user of user interaction, and that's been a problem with the with EU's privacy problem privacy okay. rules.
1: Yeah, that's very true. So if, they will be getting a bunch of new stuff soon, so they can let us know how they like it.
0: Okay, I think this is the last story we're gonna be able to cover, but I think it's the last story on our grid, to be honest, um, we're pretty, pretty close to. I've been using um, Search Console on my mobile phone, but I've been using it through um, my Chrome browser, which gives me a craptastic Search Console experience. But I obsess about a couple of websites. and I just, I just need to know, okay? I need to know it if I'm on the bus subway, beach in a restaurant, To much to the chagrin of my partner, Shauna, I just need to know. Google Search Console has no immediate plans for a mobile app, and I say to that, boo.
1: Uh yeah, it's kind of like, why not? They used to have an analytics app, but I don't know if that was them or somebody else who created it. I thought they had one. But why not have a Google Search Console app? It doesn't seem like it'd be that difficult to make one, but apparently they are not, That's it's not in the plans. So that oh. means...
0: It's Absolute maintenance is my, is my guess. Yeah,
1: that could be true for sure.
0: Um, and for what it's worth, you can use Search Console on your phone using a Chrome browser. It's just a rotten. It's just a bad experience. It's 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 it's. it's, it's I mean, you get a, you get the same experience you get online, except slower and clumsier because you're using your thumbs.
1: One thing I like though is when you have like good changes. It makes it exaggerated because it's such a small space. Like, yeah. that looks like a hockey stick. It doesn't on desktop at all, but it looks like that on mobile. I'll screenshot that. <laughs> and you th- know what,
0: Christine? I think that's it. We've gone through the grid and we've gone just over the hour. Woo-hoo!
1: Woo-hoo! We did a whole, how many stories say? Twenty, twenty-six? Twenty-four
0: 27? stories.
1: Twenty-four stories. Yay. Marathon. But I didn't think we are going to get through them all, given our, our, our lengthy topic on eat. <laughs>
0: Well, that was a good. I mean, that was a good. That was a good one. It needs to be it addressed. Was, yeah. And I it mean, does, yeah. it's it's weird. I, it, you and I fundamentally agree on eat, and we still have arguments about it. Oh,
1: just, uh, we try to keep the arguments in a dull roar here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just you know just how impactful this has been on the industry. And again, I maintain that Google was trying to do a good thing and did it the wrong way. But eat is still a good thing, but it's just not what people think it is.
1: Well, and I maintain, had they not put it in all their documentation, we wouldn't have all the people still trying to hang on to it, like the second coming or something. So,
0: Yeah, it ain't no second coming, but uh, it it isn't even a star of Bethlehem. It's not even that. (laughs) Um, But it's the idea. Well, actually, it's not even that. Um,
1: (laughs) It's a way to present.
0: It's a way to think about the information you're presenting. Simple as that
1: yeah and it's just kind of common sense on how to write good content or make a good website
0: yep. just't doesn't, uh, doesn't
1: mean what you're doing matters to Google. It just may matter to users
0: well yeah um and again i we're going back to it again, but again i think I think Google was even clear trying to explain itself out of the corner to paint itself itself into and that exp- those explanations got papered over by people wanting it to be a panacea. There are no panaceas with Google.
1: Well, yeah, no, and and you got yeah, links still do work, people. I don't want them to convince you otherwise. Um yeah, and they just uh, Google just tries to be muddy because they I, I don't give them the same credit you do that they're doing it because it's they can't do better. I think they try to stay muddy because it serves their purposes.
0: So it's, but it's little purposes.
1: But the good news is when Danny was at Brighton last year, he did say that he 100% wanted to be, get Google to be more clear about how they communicate. So we'll see if this continues because the last two weeks, they have been very clear. People didn't want to accept it, but it's been very clear. It literally says, is it a ranking factor? No. Like That's literally what it says now in the documentation. And then it says, and it's not, a, it's not anything else. <laughs> came out this week. It's nothing else that's not there. It's not in our algorithms at all. So, okay. hopefully, people will accept it and move on and read the ranking systems documentation. That's the last word for today. Read yeah. that, learn that, understand how ranking systems work.
0: Okay. And you know what? That is that is the best of the last words. So, on that, on behalf of Princeton, Jack, and Jerry from Sites Without Walls, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And you all have been listening to Webcology on WMR.fm, recorded live to podcast on the 15th of February, 2024. Special thanks to Audience Key. To Ricky, Brasco, Darren, and Brandy, the entire WMR family. Folks, stay well, rank well, be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Bye, everybody.